When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hello and welcome to The Bachelor Podcast. I'm Kay York City. And I am Jared Freed. It is a very special bonus episode of The Bachelor Podcast. Uh, we're very excited to have a very special guest, uh, Susanna Summers of At Bachelor Data or Data. <laughs> at ba- we're going to figure out how to- potatoes, potatoes. Um, Susanna, <laughs> thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. If it's you guys haven't have seen her page, it is so interesting. And the thought and time that it goes into it, I was going to ask her this before we started, but Jared, like the amount ask of away. time Let's- I can't get over, is anyone helping you? Are you doing this alone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, it's so Ooh. interesting. You have to go check out her Instagram page at Bachelor Data, Data, whatever. But it is it breaks down everything color coded graphs like a dream tell yeah, us your I mean, story I've, susanna are you a statistician who are you how do you come to this oh gosh i was not at all actually i i didn't even study stats in high school um i so i started as an elementary teacher and when i moved to boston i ended up falling into the ed tech world of education And long story short, that career took me into a tech director position. The problem was I applied for a job and I totally lied and said I was proficient in Excel when I was not. I fudged my application. You and everyone (laughs) listening today. (laughs) Special skills. They'll never read this. I'll put proficient in Excel. And, you know, the word proficient, we're like, yeah, that doesn't mean I'm great at it. It means I can do it. But I know know, how to I mean, if you've ever used Excel, I pretty much I knew one formula. I could do equals sum and I could just like drag some cells and I'd be like, oh, I use I use Excel. But I I did. Yeah, you lost you lost me at equal sum. So I'm way behind (laughs) you. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, I had to learn how to use Excel for this job. Like it was my first tech director position in a public school system and I needed to analyze state testing data on students. And I'm not going to lie at the time that seemed very boring. So at this time, um, Colton's season was about to start. So I'd always seen on Reddit, people were always talking about Instagram followers. And I was like, well, what if I like actually track it? So I made a spreadsheet. I put all of their Instagram handles on it. And I would literally open every single page, every single day, 
at 8 p.m. Eastern and take their Instagram follower accounts. And that was my fun way of learning how to use Excel. And I, no joke, I was doing this like we were on vacation skiing in Colorado and I had like my timer go off. I have to like run to my laptop to take the data. I was literally doing this every single day. So you learn, you taught yourself how to learn Excel by tracking Bachelor Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and it was amazing. Like the Bachelor subreddit community at the time was so supportive and like people would help me. They'd come up with ideas. And basically through that process, I was doing the same thing every day. Like I would, I would reorder all of their Instagram. Like I would copy and paste it. And then I was like, there has to be a better way to do this. And then I learned the rank formula. And it was basically like through doing things over and over and taking a crap ton of time to do it, I learned better ways to do it. And instead of having like go to YouTube, because YouTube is just like men who literally speak in monotone and which is a skill. It is a literal skill to yeah. take all inflection out of your voice, but it's so boring and it doesn't make sense. So long story short, ended up learning um, Excel through it. And then pandemic hit. My life was hell as a teacher and working in education as a tech director. Um, so Clarentatia season was kind of like when I was like, I'm going to take back my life and actually have a hobby and a life and something that I want to work on. And then it became a full-time job in December of 2020. I'm going to have a life and get further into The Bachelor. I, I love that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, so, what a dream. Now, do you think people are, you know, what do you think the initial interest is in finding out how someone's growing on the show? What do you think gets people into it? I mean, I think, and it's evolved, right? I do more than Instagram follower accounts now. I do screen time. I do, like, the number of dress colors every, like, premiere I the think, buzzwords. Yeah. So I, I have a variety of data that I take. And I think it's questions that are always in the back of people's minds, but they just don't want to take the data. Right. So mm. like everybody's been curious, like, OK, well, what does lead to more Instagram follower growth? And that was my initial question that I wanted to track on Colton season. Like what specifically happens on the show that leads to the most growth? Because I had my theories. It was like one on one dates going far, being the villain. Like I had those theories. Um, but actually having the data to back it up, I think that that's where people get really interested because when they have the conversations with their friends at watch parties or at work, whenever they're talking about the show, to have actual concrete data to back up their points, it it's pretty cool. And it's a first. <laughs> so I, I, what's the most surprising thing that you've learned? Oh, gosh, there's so many things. I, I think the biggest thing, though, is just how damn predictable the show is. Like yeah. when it comes down to it, if you analyze like who gets what type of dates, what week they get their dates on, you can pretty much figure out who final two is going to be just by looking at who gets the dates and how it's edited. So a big thing this season that I started tracking was not only screen time, because in the past I've done, okay, how does screen time lead to Instagram growth? But now I'm focusing on what does the editing look like? So how much screen time are people specifically getting and how many episodes are we seeing each lead kiss the contestants? So if you're getting a lot of screen time and you're also being shown kissing the lead a lot, it's starting to show that you're going to make it far. And that's editing because we know they kiss more people than we end up seeing. Mm -hmm. But the fact mm -hmm. that it's edited for us to see says a lot. One of the things that, you know, I find really interesting going back to like, I know the follower stuff isn't all you do, but that is something that I think is really interesting because just being in it, I haven't been like keeping track, 
I've seen a decline in Instagram growth as the years have gone on. Is that something that you've also seen or you've tracked or like anything that or any reasoning you have behind that maybe? Yeah. And this is such a fascinating topic, especially when you look outside The Bachelor. So let's start with just The Bachelor. If you look at the leads, right? Hannah and Colton were both leads in the same year, that was 2019. Um, and I made a really cool graphic for you guys if you're interested. Um, so basically their their Instagram growth throughout their season, if you look episode one, episode two, episode three, and you just lay it on top of each other, they're literally right next to each other. It like they started around a million. They're kind of growing throughout the season, same rates. But then if you look at 2020, our first lead was Peter. And I wholeheartedly believe Peter and his cast were at the right time, right place for Instagram growth. So Peter started at a million, but by the by the time that they were at episode six, which is where we were this week, he was way above where Hannah and Colton were. He was he was like mm. pushing, he was getting close to two million. Now that that's way ahead. If you look at Tasha and Claire, so this was after the pandemic hit, they mm. are like half of what Peter was. So what I was interested in was, okay, was this a Claire and Tasha problem or was this something bigger? So there's this really awesome website called Cloudflare that they take all this awesome data on the most popular domains in the world. So like Google, Facebook, Netflix, YouTube, et cetera. So at the end of 2020, so the fourth quarter, they basically ranked the top 10 most visited websites in the entire world. And the first most visited website was Google. And then it goes like Facebook, Microsoft, Apple, uh, Netflix, TikTok was number seven, YouTube was number eight, and Instagram was already number nine, okay? Fast forward one year to the fourth quarter of 2021, TikTok became the most visited website in the world. They passed YouTube, they passed Netflix, Amazon. No, I'm covered in chills. (laughs) Yeah, so when think about it. Everybody only has 24 hours in their day, right? So you're gonna be splitting your time between work between your relationships. So the time that you're going to be visiting websites, even Google, right? You're doing that at work. The time that you're going to be visiting social media, if you're seeing an increase in domain visits in the entire world that people are going to TikTok and at the fourth quarter of 2021, Instagram didn't even make the top 10 list. So if people are going to TikTok more, Instagram is going to take a hit, right? Just because of that data. Are you seeing that the leads now, the people that are, are they getting TikTok? Like is where they're drop off from Instagram, is it going to TikTok? Is it moving over there? Are they getting the growth there that they aren't getting on Instagram? It's a great question, right? Because as you go on year by year, you see like Matt, Katie, Michelle, they drop even lower than 2020 did. And now in 2022, mm-hmm. they're even lower. So that's a great like next logical question. So is it translating to TikTok? And the answer is kind of. So if you look at like Hannah Brown, Maddie. So these were all people or even like Hannah Ann. These were all people who spent time fostering a community on TikTok. Because as we've all seen, TikTok content is very different than Instagram content. And who, who can forget the quarantine crew? Like, Oh, I know. I remember the 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 corn. That's the most famous TikTok yeah. group of all time. Like, that was the first hype house. To be I honest, had, <laughs> yes, 
I had no life during the pandemic. I was literally waking up and like falling asleep at my desk because I was working so much. But if there was one thing I was checking in on on social media every day, it was the quarantine crew, right? I like literally downloaded TikTok just to follow it along. It's like the OG and the quarantine crew. You're going to have to update me. That, it's, it's Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown, Tyler Cameron, Matt James. Matt James. And, oh, like just their the friends. three of them. And their friends that were and basically friends, all yeah, quarantined in like a house. they were like the main ones. But this was right after Peter's season. And mm-hmm. like there were all these rumors about like Hannah and Tyler getting back together. And mm-hmm. like Tyler's mom passed away. So that's why she ended up going down there. We read all about it in, in the book later on. But um, like... That is quality TikTok content, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. In recent seasons, like the contestants have been crap on building like a community and even just creating content on TikTok. Yeah. This season, halfway through the season, Ethan finally joined TikTok and is finally giving us good content. But the rest of the contestants, like it's crickets. Well, this is what this is my thought on all of this, like the TikTok and the Instagram stuff. It's like just because you are on a TV show doesn't mean you are going to be good at social media. So everybody's coming off the show. They're like, okay, this is where I want to start. You know, Susie's like, I'm moving to L.A., blah, blah, blah. But this doesn't mean that, like, you're going to be successful just because you've been on a TV show or you're going to be able to make good stuff. Like, you have, there's, like, definitely a certain level of, like, brain creativity in a, that you need to do this kind of stuff. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be interesting, you know, right. the, I, I, and I think that's probably where, a, do you think, I mean, I would assume a lot of the interest comes in to these people are given a raw material of people. You know, if you consider, you know, followers, a currency, you're, you watch the bachelor, you're like, oh, these people have been given a pot of money in the form of followers. What are they going to do with it? Is it going to make, did they win the lottery? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, money is, I I do believe, I don't know if, I'd love to hear your opinion. Like, money is the reason people care about this. Like, it it isn't about anything else other than these people get to do a job that I believe is easier than my job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They can quit their jobs, make money, just posting stuff on Instagram and doing ads. But it's like, trusting these people to do ads, like, as somebody who works at a brand like that would be re- like it's really hard to pick out people who you think will actually have turnover because I do not think that these that these contestants are God I would love for you to dive into that to like what kind of turnover they're actually having when they do these promotional things yeah it, they, I think honestly from what I've seen with Instagram follower growth especially after the show ends contestants are having to create better content now than they did before. Mm-hmm. Like before they could mm-hmm. just go on the show. And I think it was really like Ashley, I who really started this whole influencer movement in terms of you can just take any promotional brand and just throw it out there and make hundreds of thousands of dollars. But these mm-hmm. days we're seeing contestants and leads lose way more followers as soon as they convert that over after their season ends, because mm-hmm. these days, like, you, I think the pandemic really changed people's behaviors in terms of who they choose to follow on Instagram. And if you're just constantly being fed like ads, this isn't adding any value to your life. And that's what I think mm-hmm. contestants were better in the past about creating a niche and moving on from the show. Like, j- yeah. just look at like Jenna Brown. Yeah. And like, 
Maddie, Joe, Maddie yeah. Pruitt's the best example. Like, I know she doesn't rub everybody the, the, the same way. Like, you know, people who are religious and people who are not religious. But she moved her niche totally away from the show. She's totally disaffiliated mm. from The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. And now she's growing a following because of that. And she's creating content around that. Yeah. And her billionaire <laughs> fiance. <laughs> what a dream. Right? Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but you can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. So free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. And for just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value of $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up using the code Bachelor20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code Bachelor20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com Newly with two U's with the code Bachelor20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So, I mean, was it surprising to see how people responded to it? Because it sounds like it came from a genuinely like, you know, the way you explain it. I want to learn Excel. I like, I assume you like The Bachelor. You like the TV show. Let's have fun learning while, do, you know, learning something I don't know while doing something I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Do you, are you surprised? Because I, I make fun of the show. Okay, we all make fun yeah. of the show. We have fun with it. I, 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 sometimes the response is way more serious than I could ever believe. You're oh, in a yeah. world where people are gain, interested in this, these numbers because of a little bit of envy, let's be honest, and money. Like, are you surprised by how seriously people took your data? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> I started posting about it on the Bachelor subreddit, subreddit in 2018 and didn't move mm -hmm. to Instagram for two whole years. And like, I didn't even think of making this like a an influencer account or like content creator account. Sure. And the only reason I moved to Instagram was because I, I started to gain an interest in data visualization, like very different than Excel is, okay, you have your data now, let's <laughs> create something beautiful and tell a story out of it. I was like, well, Instagram's a really great place to force me to do that because mm -hmm. I can't right. use as much and text there. It's all about photos. And make it so an idiot like me can understand it and play with it. You know, like, yeah. you know, I, I like USA Today because I like the the infographics the in the left-hand corner. Yeah, I'm an idiot. So how do you make, you know, when I look at an Excel spreadsheet, I'm like, get this out of my face. Nerd stuff. <laughs> You're, you got to go to Instagram to make it colorful and fun. But it's also serious info. I yeah. look at, I, I mentioned this at the beginning, but I look at your account and I am so, as a person who creates content and I like, you know, working at Betches, I was making stuff all the time, designing things. 
This is so interesting to me and so visually satisfying, like the pinks and the blues. Like my mind is like, I love, <laughs> same, I'm also an idiot. I love the colors <laughs> in the pictures. Right. And you're doing this all yourself, all of it. Pretty much. The graphics too? The graphics are all me. Nobody does the graphics. Like, because I was me. watching the, the, the limo theory reels that you have and I showed my roommate last night. I was like, look at the fucking graphic. I was like, they're moving what's in the cars. I was like, it's on. switching. Who's Before doing Before we this? go any further, what's the limo theory? Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. So basically my theory is that you will always see at least two to three of the top four on every season, the final four, come out within the first five or the last five people of every like limo entrance season. The only exception. So I went all the way back to like, 2010, 2011, like I, I've tracked a lot of seasons of this. Um, the only exceptions were Becca Kufrin and Nick Vial's seasons. Those were the only ones. And I know the limo entrance order is edited. We've had a lot of contestants come out to say that the order is changed. But again, mm -hmm. editing says a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I, I mean, they should edit that. Of course, you would start out with your funniest or you'd start out with your biggest and end with your biggest and end with your funniest. That doesn't mean that one through 30 is going to go in that exact order yeah. when you're taping. I, yeah. I And also, in, in terms of editing, that's the easiest thing to shuffle up in the world. What's easier than that? It, it's entrance and hello and then goodbye. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. But I will say, so when I had my, my full-time job, I had a friend who ended up taking on the screen time collection because the episode would come out Monday night. And I'd have to go to work in the morning. So I wouldn't have time to be able to analyze, like just collecting the screen time data back then, especially before I got used to it. And I had like a really well-functioning Excel workbook. It used to take me like six to seven hours and it's now much shorter. It's now, I just take it during the episode. But um, it, I had a friend helping me at the time, but I've since taken that back on. And then I have a family member who helps take some of the Instagram data because I also have a life every night at 8 p.m. sometimes that right, like, like, I can't be at a computer. <laughs> and and when you're doing this, um, like how many times do you have to watch the episodes to get this information? Just once. Fuck. Just once. I can't even, like, I can't even make a joke you, without you... pausing. I'm like, hold on, let me send this tweet. <laughs> Are you are you taking stopwatches? Are you do you, how do you do that? It's Excel. So you just basically I start the episode with the timestamp of zero zero. I, I, right. <laughs> and then I, I, basically I just watch the timestamp, and whenever the focus of the person on the screen changes, so if it goes from like Rachel to Tino, I take that uh, timestamp, and then it just creates a new row, and then it calculates the change in time for me, and then I use basically some formulas and pivot tables that it calculates each person's screen time automatically. I'm going to faint. So, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, what, you know, so I, all of us are on social media. Social media is like both the, the, the problem and the solution. I like to always say like, it's all, it's, it, it's a solution. I get to be out there. I get to put my funnies out there and I get to find <laughs> an audience, but also you find people that get angry and make you a little annoyed. What annoys you? I have to wonder, you're giving math. Like there is no, there's no emotion to this. Mm -hmm. This is the times. This is, you know, like I, 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 math comforts me because it's, you know, this is objective. These are numbers. This is, I'm just giving you the goods. Do with it what you will. 
but people are crazy. What kind of crazies do you encounter? Yeah. Well, okay, so that's a, a sort of statement, though. So numbers aren't always concrete because there is a thing called okay. like data bias. And it's basically of course, yeah. like you can take data and you can spin it however you want. And I, I try to avoid okay. that at all costs. And mm. I definitely anything, anything that's going to be controversial, you know, touching on like race or like Chris Harrison, like people don't like to hear that. Like everybody thinks, okay, well, people are, they're losing Instagram followers because Chris Harrison left the show. And it's like, well, okay, if that was true, then Tasha and Claire would have been up there with Peter in terms of Instagram follower counts, just like Hannah and Colton were all season. Mm. But they weren't. I love and this. Chris Harrison, yeah, I mean, he was he was on Claire and Tasha's season. There were no controversies there. Like th that was Matt's season. That was months later. So, you know, right. anytime I post about that, you know, I'll get a lot of hate and and whatnot. But um Don't you want to reach through the the through the Instagram and go these are the numbers. I have nothing to do with this. I'm yeah. telling you, you know, I have no reason to lie to you. And I, I would love to know, like I, if it was Chris Harrison, I would love to know if that was the variable. Yeah. Like I, I want to know the facts of what's leading to what data, you know? And I, I think anything like that, or if people want to talk about ratings, they're like, oh no, the ratings dropped because Chris Harrison left. And it's like, well, the ratings have been dropping for years. Like literally the headlines were there during Meredith Phillips, the fourth bachelorette, that it was the worst rated season, Hannah Brown, worst rated premiere ever like these headlines have been around for decades mm -hmm. now and it's it's right. not because of chris harrison it's <laughs> it's because just tv in general like cable is dropping as streaming is coming up and now we're seeing all of these headlines about netflix is losing subscribers because this upcoming generation people want to spend more time on tiktok than watching a long tv show oh my like, god my attention mm. span is a zero like i'm i'm watching a movie or i'm watching a tv show and like during the commercials I get on my phone or I'll get on my phone while I'm watching it because I can't even watch like a 30 minute TV show. The yeah. attention right. span is a zero. Yeah, no, it's it's literally happening here at my house. Like we were watching the Westworld finale and my boyfriend was like, you keep asking me to pause this so you can check social media. And I'm like, all right, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> when it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
going back to like the followers, I know we talked about, you know, the different seasons and the different leads, but tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the followers overall for everybody, contestants and leads have gone down a lot because I think it's oversaturated now with people who've been on the show because you see, look at like Love is Blind or, um, you know, Too Hot to Handle or all these other like reality shows. They all have like, these people are gaining a significant amount of followers. Like all the Love is Blind people almost have a, like, I feel like they have way more followers than the Bachelor contestants now. So you're basically, whenever people do that, you're comparing like, I guess the best example is like, okay, COVID cases in a mountain town versus COVID cases in New York City. Like those are two very different situations. Like, okay, we're talking about COVID cases, but it's two very different variables. So Love is Blind, um, Love Island, all those shows, right? They are stream shows that are available in a shit ton of countries, right? Ah. Bachelor's only available here. And let me tell you, like I had a wedding (laughs) earlier this year and I had to leave the country and I had to move mountains with VPNs to try to get access to the episode. Like, right. and, and this yeah. is somebody who's a tech director. Like, I am not tech illiterate. I'm very good with technology. And I was like, I, I couldn't figure out how to get this episode for hours on end. So it, they're very different shows and then on t- or very different situations in terms of streaming. But then on top of that, tell me one place I can go legally to get every single season of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. I, I guess Hulu is the answer, but it's it's very difficult. I've been, I've you can't do Hulu, right? Yeah. So it's not all in one place. Like it's technically a lot of it's on Amazon Video, but you have to buy it, and it's like twenty six dollars a season. Love is blind. Some people don't do that. Exactly. Love Island. Like you can get that all on one streaming service, and then so on top of that. So second answer to that, I actually tracked Love is Blind season one and season two. Season mm. one had way more Instagram growth than season two. And the big uh-huh. change there was the boom in TikTok. So uh, they still gain a lot of followers. And then the second thing too is the, or the third thing I guess, is the algorithm with streaming websites. So Netflix, et cetera, right? You'll see shows be recommended to you. And then when you go and look at it, like the show came out in 2018, but that's because the algorithm of Netflix, whatever, they're like, oh, hey, you're gonna like this show. So I'm gonna show it to you now. So what's really interesting is Bachelor, after the season's over, these contestants and the leads, they all start to lose followers. The only exception has been like the whole Hannah Brown, Tyler saga. Everybody else Mm -hmm. loses followers as soon as the season's over. But on reality TV shows that happen on these streaming websites, because they keep showing the TV shows to people who didn't catch it when it was on, the contestants actually continue to grow after their season ends consistently month to month. It, I guess because it's right there. It's uh, people find, you know, it, that whole thing. You got to watch. And then it's all, the whole season there. You can binge the whole thing in a right. weekend. You become attached to it. Like I got into, you know, Survivor during the pandemic. And I was like watching season one. Then you go look these people up. You These are all human reactions to uh, the, th- the, the tools we have in front of us. How do you think, like, for one, do you ever think of switching to a different show? And two, how could people use the data that you put out there in their everyday life? Like how, how would, you know, is this usable or is this just 
fodder. Yeah, I think so. As far as pushing TV shows, I do track other TV shows. I have another account that I sometimes post some things on. It's a lot of work. Like it is literally the one I time, my- <laughs> every time you say I have another account or I do something else, my, my heart stops. Right. But it's like loosely. It's loosely because this is literally a full time job. And yeah. and I love Bachelor. Like it takes a lot right. of passion for the TV show to because I will tell you, I've tried to do this for other TV shows and it makes me not like them. Like other ones that I'm not as passionate about. But I do also tr- I do track it. For sorry. Sorry to interrupt, but also this and I say this to people when they ask, like, go to another show. The Bachelor is very clean and tidy. It is a, you know, episode one to episode 10 or whatever the number of episodes. There's a full arc. There's a beginning, middle and end. You you uh, as far as statistics are concerned, I'm sure this is this is all very much easier than another show that goes on and on and on, or, you know, Love Island specifically. I mean, that's on like, what, five days a week? Yeah. Right. It's cry. on a lot. And I will tell you, <laughs> it's a lot of time to take that that screen time. But also, anytime I introduce like a new stat, so people now, everybody wants to know like hot tubs, like can hot tubs tell us anything? Oh. I have to go back and like, go back and rewatch a ton <laughs> of seasons or like comb through transcripts to see if they say the word hot tub because they don't, like it's easier to add like a helicopter analysis because they say helicopter when a helicopter is arriving, but they don't always say mm-hmm. hot tub. So any piece that I add on, and it's it's really funny too, because the whole goal is that somebody can look at my post and within 10 seconds understand what I'm trying to show them. Yeah, That's, that's kind of the philosophy of good data visualization. It's the 10 second rule. So what's crazy is for somebody to look at it and understand it and they move on in 10 seconds, but it takes me like weeks of work to collect yeah. it all. It's just wild. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so to add on a new show, it would take a long time. But I think something I'm really focusing on, what I hope people get out of my account is that Excel and data visualization can actually be really fun and useful. So whether or not they're using the data to talk about you know, I think one of the biggest pieces that people were using, especially in the controversial area, was during Matt James' season, how they had the most diverse cast ever cast on the show. And yet the majority of the screen time was still going to white contestants. Mm-hmm. Having that piece of data in, in important conversations, I hope like people see the importance of data that they can then translate it to their lives. So that's why over yeah. the last year, I've spent a lot of time building out my Excel course and trying to teach people this and actually a little tidbit that I haven't told anybody yet. I'm working on a whole course on just data visualization and like color and everything because this is important. And I'm not saying in your corporate job, you need to have this color explosion, but understanding your audience and crafting data that you can and show your point in a better way as, as a conversation tactic, I think it's something really important that people need to learn. Definitely. That's fantastic. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. The Hargan women seem to have it all. 
we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover inside the house there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Are there any, like, main questions you're getting from people to, or for you to do, like, main requests, like, in your DM? Like, what's some of, like, the weirdest requests or um, that you get? Um, right now it's canceled cocktail parties, which <laughs> I think is really funny because I think that this is the worst or, like, the best kept secret in The Bachelor Nation is that the majority of the times that ca- cocktail parties are canceled it's not the lead that chooses it. It's because of like hours of workers behind the scenes. Like the workers really? had too many hours. Uh, it's what I've heard through the grapevine. <laughs> because I guess because the, the union stuff and you know, you got, you got a whole crew there that, you know, there's a, we see five people on camera and there's 50 standing behind, right. you know, doing all the work. And especially this season, we're seeing so much canceled, but it's like, well, they're they're having to shoot a lot more this season, so it makes sense that there's more being canceled. But yeah, I'm going back to get all of that right now. And but it's it's always interesting what people want analyzed. Um, a lot of it just has to do with stuff behind the scenes. Like it's not actually wow. because of the show. I know. I was make I was making a joke about like the carbon footprint of this cruise ship. Like I was like they're like taking twenty people around on this cruise ship around the world. But actually, the ship might be full with everyone that works on the show. Yeah. Right. And then there's a ton of other popular topics, too. I think like my I actually went to look at my most like the highest performing posts that I've ever done. And the majority of them are breakup posts. And Katie takes the lead. Like three of my top nine posts of all time had to do with Katie's breakups um, and Peter and Hannah's breakup. How do you pre- what numbers are you presenting in a breakup? So one of them was a timeline of the whole like Blake breakup and then mm. John announcement. The Taylor Swift, whatever, the songs. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation that her and John were together. So especially on Reddit. So I kind of started crafting this timeline. And it was just the right time and the right place where when she announced that her and John were together, I was like, oh, and I just have to put in some dates and let's post this. And it was like within half an hour of the announcement. So basically, the other posts are more about like how many followers they lose or gain after a breakup or a new dating announcement. Uh So when Bachelor in Paradise, there was a very famous with Brendan and... Oh, um, Piper. 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 What uh, When Brendan and Piper discuss how they're there for followers, they're there, quote unquote, for the wrong reasons. That gets on the show. And then the next day they lose, and Brendan especially, many followers. That must have been a huge day. And Natasha gained like a ton of followers. Right, because Natasha was the one that they Mm kind of scammed, so to speak. Uh, That was my biggest growth day ever. I gained almost 15,000 followers in 24 hours. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wild. It was honestly, I don't think a single day is going to be that crazy again in my life. It was like this perfect culmination of people on Twitter seeing that that Brendan and Piper were starting to drop follower counts. It was literally like you refresh the page and you'd see thousands dropping. Right. And 
then Barstool, uh, the chicks in the office, they ended up tweeting something out about like big night for bachelor data. And it was literally like, I was tracking this stuff like every five minutes, putting it down next morning, like tracking these follower counts. And um, like, I actually passed 75,000 followers that day. And my boyfriend went out to go get balloons to surprise me, except he was (laughs) at a traffic light and it happened before he got home. And he was like, I guess I should have gotten 80,000. Right. Oh my God. I mean, well, it, it's funny that you mentioned you're like, these are the things in the back of people's minds. These are the questions mm-hmm. people have that aren't said because we're watching Cinderella. The show is trying to present Cinderella. And then in the back of our minds, we're going, wow, the, you know, they might not win the girl, but they're going to get a lot of followers and get a lot of sponsorship. And then on Bachelor in Paradise, Brendan and Piper are sitting there talking about we are saying the things that you don't see said. And you are the person showing this information. So mm-hmm. you know, it's like almost like the center of the bullseye for you. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really fun. And then also at that time was when that uh, Marvel show Loki was on. I don't know if you guys are big Marvel fans. Um, yes. I am a huge Marvel girl. <laughs> oh, well, yes, you're, yes Chris. Have I have my little Infinity Chris Stone Evans ring on. Stan here, yeah. <laughs> and you got to meet Chris. Um, I I was like, of course you are. Um, but yeah, we were super into Loki at the time. And I actually took their the theme song, which was super trending on TikTok at the time. Yeah. You know, the like big majestic. And I took it and it was basically showing their Instagram follower accounts changing within the first few days. And it's like Brendan and Piper going down and then Natasha going up. Just at a vertical. Wow. <laughs> wow. It was amazing. Yeah, I- it's just so funny to me. That's such an interesting thing of like, we don't talk about money. Money makes people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting that the minute they talked about it, people were like, uh-uh, this is, this, we, we, we you can make money, just don't tell us that you're making money. Like, don't right. tell us that you're here for that. Like, you know, play along. It, 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 we, the audience punishing them. Have you gotten contacted by any of the contestants? Is there, is there any in particular that took like real interest in what you're doing or were they angry? You know, who, who gets in touch with you? Um, I've had I've had people reach out to me. I try to stay as far away from the franchise as I can. Good for because you. I don't want anything to like bias my data, right? Kay doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> Can't relate. I Like I will give people a heads up sometimes. Like if, some, if I'm going to be dropping something that, you know, might not be a little bit, like favorable i you know i reach out to them just to like courtesy right hmm. um, what would you what would make you reach out um <laughs> you know talking about like breakups and stuff like that you know i or you know speculating on like me posting something before something's confirmed um i just kind of like to give them a heads up of like what i'm prepping on but i mean that's a little bit less often um, mm. I do reach out to all the contestants before the season starts just to get their race confirmation. So I don't misreport on them. Um, mm. I don't get responses from everybody. Um, but I, I try to stay away from it. I don't, I don't like spoilers. I've actually, I've been spoiled. I, Jared I like spoilers. spoilers. I liked I them, them too. I'm before with you. I started analyzing, but now that I analyze, it's like, this is another variable that is just going to mess with my right. data. So I actually want to give like a more <laughs> honest. You want to give a more the, the most honest perspective you can yeah. give. I agree with. Well, that. it was like the whole like on Hannah Brown's season. The spoiler up until like two thirds of the season was that Tyler Cameron won. So it was hard for me mm. the whole time to see like does America actually like Tyler Cameron or mm. do they just like him because they think he's the winner? 
So actually this season, for example, like we haven't had a lot of spoilers for most of the season and I've really liked that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Like I literally have, I usually see or I'm sent, everybody's in my DMs and I get sent stuff all the time about like contestants, talk about this, talk about that. I saw this person doing this and them sending me like video footage or whatever, like from Reddit, the dark web. I can't get on Reddit personally. I don't know if it's because I'm too old or because I'm scared, but um so a combination of both a, a little combination of both but um so seeing the spoilers and stuff i'll definitely see things here and there but for this season i literally have no no clue i have no i don't think there is any spoilers from this season at least i have not seen any are Watch, there now that, that now they're gonna uh, all send them to you now i know <laughs> But I haven't like, oh, seen any spoilers. We got compared to compared to the other seasons. I have seen fewer spoilers for the season. I'll tell you, I think also because there's like two seasons happening at the same time. I think it's also right. harder to remember them. I know for most of the season, I'm like, wait, who? What are the spoilers right now for who's final four? Like I keep forgetting. Right. Right. But but yeah, it's basically when it comes to contestants, I try to stay as far away as possible, but a lot of them comment, you know, in the comment section of different posts, which is always exciting to see whenever they're interested in mm -hmm. it. Yeah. But yeah. And then I've had, I've had contestants reach out to me in the past where they're like, you know, asking why I'm showing bad things about them or like about Instagram growth or stuff like that. And it's just like, Listen. I, well, if not... their goal is to get sponsorship and you're showing them losing people or you're showing that you're you're showing like hey advertisers this is a this is someone you shouldn't give money to well to be fair advertisers have that data like there's entire oh, companies yeah. that sure. pull all this data so i'm not the doing stuff anything that new. i can see i mean right. i know everything you know, well <laughs> i mean advertisers might be not looking might not be looking at trends if you're showing a trend like hey this person uh a year ago was this and a year and today is this they're like all right well you know we're gonna pay them less this is yeah you know, i mean like i, I think understand. i think there's a lot of confusion around like opinions versus just fact reporting that they are confused early sure. on that like no this is just a weekly post that i do on everybody like there's nothing special here mm -hmm. um yeah. but i will say like the majority of the contestants are really kind and just like excited about the data um mm -hmm. And I think that they're just more interested, but I will share some tea. There was one season, Please. I'm not gonna name who it was, Love. but I had two people that were going at it on the season and this person was sending me messages with ideas on how I could drag this person <gasps> with data. And I was like- I'm obsessed with that. Not appropriate. <laughs> Wait, no, that's amazing. They're like, I know how you can bring them down with the math. It was, they, were, they just kept sending me ideas and they're like, oh my God, that'd be so funny, right? LOL. And I'd be like, uh like yeah um, i'm not gonna yeah, add something unless it's something that everybody wants analyzed like i'm not gonna do a hit piece just because you don't like them right now on the show that's wow. really interesting wow yo if wow. i was on the show you i would be in your dms every day being like okay here are my ideas Right. <laughs> but I will say some of some of my ideas have come like the majority of my ideas these days comes because people DM me like if I am mm -hmm. seeing a ton of people asking about canceled cocktail parties like I'm going to analyze it yeah. and yeah. I've had people reach out with the idea of like hey you should analyze how many times the lead kisses each person in each episode and I'm like oh that's a good idea like and that came that's from fun. a person who was on the show like you know I thought 
it, it can come from a good place, but I, I definitely try to stay away from anything that's like biased because it's like, I don't want to become that account that just like sides with certain people or mm -hmm. is biased in how they report just because people will message them. Like I don't ever want to have leverage over the contestants just because of my data. Like I want to stay as far away from that and just report on the facts because it's what people want to know. Yeah. Listen, we love it. We're huge fans here at The Bachelor. We want everyone to go follow at Bachelor Data go, or Data, whatever I'm you sick. prefer to say. Um, <laughs> Susanna Summers, thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. Uh, this is the best interview. I, I loved this so much. Very interested. <laughs> I'll be messaging you on the side asking random questions. <laughs> right. I love it. Kay wants to know who can afford the bar tab in San Diego when they Period. all go out. And, and who, I one. who I should be hanging out with in San Diego and who I, <laughs> who I should right. be avoiding. <laughs> who is the statistically the most fun? Right. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, make sure you're following her at Bachelor Data um, on Instagram. And we will see you guys next week. The Bachelor Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow at The Bachelor on Instagram and at Bachelor Pod on Twitter. And send us your emails to bachelor at betches.com. Betches.